0: Welcome to Healthy Wealthy You, where we'll continue to explore all aspects of functional medicine and good health. We'll help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. Now, here is your host, Dr. Camille
1: Vardy. Hello, this is Dr. Camille. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite nutritional strategies, and we also have a very special guest today. I discovered this nutritional supplement many, many years ago, and it was really an interesting way that I came about it. Um, I belonged to a small gym that had two locations in my town. And one day I walked into the gym and they were having a contest between the two locations. Well, I just couldn't resist a contest like that, a challenge like that. So I just went that day absolutely full tilt. And I hadn't been expecting it. I didn't do any preparation. I didn't work up to it, take any nutritional supplements, but I did full tilt that day. And I came in the next day and did full tilt again, and a third day and full tilt again. And on the fourth day, I woke up and felt as though I had been hit by a truck. I felt like I had the flu Like my whole body ached and I felt as though I could barely get out of bed. Well, here's the thing. Nobody could figure out what was going on. I had that for 17 weeks, you know, and back at that time, there wasn't a lot of information online about nutrition and there wasn't a lot of testing the way there is now. But I did finally figure out that it would be worth trying a supplement called glutathione. So I went down to my health food store and got some glutathione, just a pill. And I took one pill that day and I woke up the next day and I was completely better. And I have been a big fan of glutathione ever since. Um, It is fantastic for (laughs) endurance, for the immune system, um, for all kinds of things. And today I'm going to welcome Susan Merenstein. She is the glutathione pharmacist. She's been a clinical holistic pharmacist for 42 years, and she's the proud owner of Murray Avenue Apothecary. It's a compounding pharmacy boutique, and she also is the owner of Lab Naturals Incorporated, a holistic health apothecary founded in 2018, and they're both in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Susan grew up in her father's neighborhood pharmacy in Washington, D.C. He was a pharmacist whose clients all called him Doc. As a kid, she worked at the ice cream counter at the pharmacy. Then she worked as a clerk and eventually as the pharmacy technician before getting her formal training as a pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. She started the website glutathionepharmacist.com to help educate people on this special A-I-D, aid to the body, antioxidant, immune booster, and detoxifier. It promotes cellular regeneration, longevity, and the prevention of degenerative disease. Her other specialties include holistic approaches to hormone balancing, including the biochemistry, and interactions of thyroid, adrenals, and sex steroids. Thank you so much, Susan, for joining me today. Um, welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Camille. Commu- so, can you tell us a little bit more about your
2: background, Susan? Yes, definitely. So, I, after pharmacy school, uh, I was fortunate to only have three independent pharmacy jobs, and. At at the third pharmacy job, I went into compounding in 2001. And after I went downstairs into the basement lab, I found that I had a special affinity for hormones and how they worked in the body. Uh, In the meantime, you know, I have a husband who has Crohn's disease. So I was always trying to find holistic ways to help him. And I have a friend, his name is Ted Keller. He's a pharmacist and naturopath. And he is the one who fortunately introduced me to glutathione. Uh, Back in 2001, I started taking glutathione. So I've been taking this particular supplement for almost 22 years. And a lot of people say that I look younger than my age, which is 65 this coming September. And they always comment about my skin and my energy. uh, And I attribute it to glutathione. And I am grateful to my friend Ted for finding the study uh, at Harvard, which was in 1965. They weren't doing anything with it. Uh, But then uh, the patent expired. And uh, since 1998, uh, he has been supplying uh, acetyl glutathione, which we'll talk about as to why acetyl glutathione and not L reduced glutathione. So, you know, that's basically how I got into it because I wanted to create a, a basic website portal called labnaturals.com that would handle things like glutathione and CBD and skincare and my consulting practice with hormones. So that's where Lab Naturals Inc. came about. And boy, I'll tell you, the last 21 years plus has just been a whirlwind of brain activity and research and learning. And I think that that's so important for healthy aging.
1: And glutathione is absolutely one of my favorite things for healthy aging. And people say the same thing uh, to me all the time about my energy and that I do look younger. And I have to say, one of my secrets is that I use your glutathione cream on my face. And I can see the difference the next day. I truly can.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you when you think about longevity, you know, you're thinking about how can we prevent inflammaging. The word inflammaging just means that inflammation causes aging and causes all disease. Okay, because toxins, they ultimately cause their damage by directly oxidizing biomolecules. And those those words basically mean that when a molecule is oxidized, it loses electrons and becomes very unstable. And that would be molecules like proteins, sugars, fats, and enzymes. Then what happens is oxidative stress. Because when a molecule is oxidized, oxidative stress produces these free radicals and then inflammation to the tissue. Now the tissue can no longer perform its normal chemical or metabolic function and then come You know, enter glutathione, you know, the body's master antioxidant that reverses this oxidation of the biomolecules. And that means that every disease state out there can be helped by taking this particular supplement because it binds to heavy metals and xenobiotics and drugs and toxins and it clears them from the body. So that's how it, that basically is how it, you know, affects longevity. But also, it's like a longevity drug. And when you look at studies, they show that there are these telomeres and telomeres are these little end caps on the ends of the chromosomes, right? And so when when DNA divides, it always shortens And so what you want to do is you want to increase the length of the telomere, not shorten the length, because as the length gets shorter, it can actually generate a toxin that can potentially cause cancer. So the bottom line with longevity is that glutathione increases the telomere
1: length. And that is just really cool. It is. And it makes such a huge difference uh, to every cell of our body. Can you tell us in a little more depth why glutathione is so important and how you became interested in it?
2: Oh, definitely. Well, first of all, I always think of the word A-I-D. Okay. Because glutathione is the essential aid to health. It's the master antioxidant in the body. It optimizes the immune system. It detoxifies pollutants, pesticides, insecticides, food additives, toxins, alcohol, drugs, and carcinogens. And, you know, Just like I said, it does neutralize these harmful molecules known as free radicals, but it also regulates DNA and protein synthesis and it promotes cell growth and it promotes immune response. So when you think of low glutathione levels, you're thinking premature aging, disease and death. And glutathione supplementation will break the cycle. So I've always been interested in longevity, because when you study hormones, you realize that hormone deficiency in the body will always lead to early aging and disease. So um, when Ted, my friend and and mentor, uh, when he introduced glutathione to me way back when, 20 plus years ago... I was so interested in this whole anti-aging longevity field, which at that time is sort of in its infancy. And now, you know, it's exploding.
1: Well, and as I've mentioned on the show before, you know, the very definition of aging is that we start to regenerate our bodies more slowly than it breaks down. And so the faster that we can continue that regeneration process, the more likely we are to have, you know, a very healthy, uh, strong aging process. And, and that's the very definition of, of longevity itself.
2: And when you, when you think about all of the things out there that will lower glutathione levels, I mean, think about pharmaceutical drugs, think about over-the-counter medications like acetaminophen, you know, think about aging in and of itself and alcohol and cigarette smoking and the horrible, poor diet and processed food that people are eating. And and even obesity in and of itself will lower glutathione, but so will physical and emotional stressors and infection and prolonged illness and lack of sleep and radiation and injuries. And then of course, exposure to environmental toxins you know, all of these things are going to deplete
1: glutathione. And, you know, we make it sound miraculous, but honestly, in my experience, both with myself and with patients, it really is a miracle.
2: Well, I I think so too. And I also follow Dr. Mark Hyman, who is the medical director at Cleveland Clinic's Center for Functional Medicine. And he said, Virtually all patients suffering from chronic degenerative diseases, including those with cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, arthritis, autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's disease are all deficient in glutathione. And that is why that is why all of these degenerative diseases. And there's a list, I could do an alphabetical list of diseases that are, <laughs> you know, that absolutely are associated with low glutathione levels and especially heart disease and diabetes, autoimmune disorders. Did you know that autistic people were found to have 50% lower
1: glutathione levels? Wow. Wow. That's extraordinary. And, you know, that is one of the big approaches of functional medicine right now is to say, let's not look at the individual disease. Let's look at the root causes. Let's look at inflammation. Let's look at oxidative stress. And that's exactly what you're addressing here.
2: Right. And we know that glutathione levels are normally optimal in young people. Um, And this was interesting to me because typically hormones are also optimal, you know, about until the age of 25, let's say. But they start declining. Glutathione levels start to decline by about 8 to 12% per decade, beginning at the age of 20. So, you know, we always say like our 20s are just such a, you know, great period of time in our lives. We recover from horrible night's sleep and studying and, and partying and all the things that, you know, that we do uh, in our 20s. And then by the age of 70, many adults only have 50% of the glutathione levels they need to maintain health. And interestingly, glutathione levels are lowest in the morning, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes.
1: Yes. And why is that?
2: Uh, I. You know what? I think it's because overnight we do a lot of housekeeping in our bodies. Okay. We do a lot of detoxifying, uh, you know, while we sleep. And I think it's just being used up overnight.
1: So do you recommend that we take it mostly in the morning?
2: I always take my glutathione in the morning. Um, and I take it along with my thyroid prescription um, and then a B12 folate on my tongue and that's my that's been my routine probably for the last gosh I don't know 15 20 years
1: <laughs> fabulous um can you tell me a little bit more about how it relates to other antioxidants
2: yes yeah definitely now um, remember that you know we need kind of a handoff person right so when you think about glutathione being the most powerful antioxidant, in the body, um, it acts as sort of a free radical scavenger and detoxifying agent. Okay. But what we need to do is remember that we have to pass off all the other, you know, antioxidants to the glutathione. So if we, if we don't, if the antioxidants tie up these damaging electrons, right? They have to be able to hand those electrons off to something to get rid of them. So if you gave a person who's very toxic, a lot of antioxidants, but you didn't have sufficient glutathione, you could literally shut down phase one detox in the liver. And the reason we give glutathione with the other antioxidants, it's so that the antioxidants can transfer these These electrons and that detoxification is not halted. So, bottom line, the antioxidants are recharged and then the glutathione gets rid of the extra damaging electrons, right? So, we know that antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E and selenium, they all depend on the presence of glutathione to function properly. So, how would we take them together? Well, Obviously, you know vitamin C, vitamin D, and magnesium are three three nutrients. Um, Actually, vitamin D is a hormone, but they are three things that are never present in enough quantity in a multivitamin. Okay, so right off the bat, you need to take C, and you need to take magnesium, and you need to take D separately from your multi. Okay. Most multiples, and and this brings me to a very important thing, which is we are what we absorb, Camille. If we take vitamins that are not in their active form, you reach an age where you can't make them bioavailable. Let's use CoQ10 is not the active form. Ubiquinol is the active form. Therefore, when you take CoQ10, you have to turn it into ubiquinol to use it. Well. We can't do that after 40. Okay. So it's very important to take really good multiple vitamins that are in their active form. For example, cyanocobalamin is not the active B12 form. Methylcobalamin is the active B12 form. So you want to be taking activated vitamins. And when you take, if you take a good multi, uh, you can cover mostly everything except the D, the C, and the magnesium as long as your Bs are in their active forms and as long as the rest of the vitamin, A, vitamin A, as not beta carotene, it has to be turned into vitamin, into vitamin A active called retinal palmitate. So there is some kind of biochemistry involved in taking vitamins and I think, that, I think that when you take vitamin C, this is super important to know, vitamin C can only be utilized at, at the uh, cell level in an L-ascorbic form. Now on the market, however, you have quote unquote vitamin C that might be made in the D-isomer form. Only the L-isomer form can be utilized at the tissue. If you take vitamin C that's kind of cheaply made, it'll be made from things that are related to vitamin C, like cornstarch or tapioca. Those are both uh, you know, kind of similar, believe it or not, in structure to vitamin C. But oh. the important thing to remember is that it has to be L-ascorbic only. Okay. And, and that is that is the thing that differentiates, say, my pharmacy from, you know, say a CVS or Walmart, because I did this research, I curated these vitamins, you know, over 42 years of practice. So I'll just give myself a little pat on the back for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I do say that I see it with patients all the time where I change the form, particularly, as you said, with the methylcobalamin, the methylated Bs, and, and they notice the difference right away. Can you talk a little bit about how we might raise uh, glutathione levels naturally, maybe with diet? Yeah, sure.
2: I mean, obviously, we know that you know proper nutrition um, and a healthy diet are a must for all health, and it doesn't—it's not different for glutathione production either. But here's the problem: um, we need glutathione to make glutathione. Okay. And, and so we can't really effectively raise glutathione levels by eating it now, but there are some ways to say help a bit. Okay. So for example, whey protein has always been shown to have the protein cofactors necessary to make glutathione. And there's even a product called Immunocal that's produced pharmaceutically. But here's the problem. The problem is called protein denaturation. And that's when something's denatured, it means it's broken down. So when you break down that protein structure, that protein's no longer bioactive. And when that happens, there's also a concern about environmental toxins passing into the milk that's used for the whey protein. So whey protein to me is not a great way to raise glutathione, right? Obviously, you want to eat the amino acids that your body needs, you know, to make the glutathione, which are L-glutamine, glycine, and L-cysteine, okay? So having a healthy diet, eating, say, grass-fed beef, uh, for example, um, you know, any kind of, of, you know of dairy you know um only healthy clean dairy though and i i say that really it's so important camille as you know they use growth hormones in cows um you know they are not fed you know the grass that they crave they're you know fed grains etc so if you're going to use you know beef you're going to use you know uh cheese, etc., eggs, please make sure they're safe. Okay. And safely produced. Okay. So here's another one. Sulfur. Why do we want foods in sulfur? Well, that would be things like cruciferous vegetables, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Okay. These are all donators of the cysteine. So remember glutathione is a tripeptide. So cysteine is one of the three Uh, aminos in the glutathione. Uh, Things like onions, garlic, leeks, and chives, you know, they can also uh, be potential sources of cysteine. Um, Foods that are high in vitamin C, like citrus, uh, strawberries, red peppers, kiwi, um, or vitamin E, which is almonds, spinach, sunflower seeds, and also folate, which is found in chickpeas, pinto beans, lentils. So what all these nutrients do is they help to recycle and utilize the glutathione in the body during this liver detoxification process. I just want to take a little segue here to explain to the listeners that every single day, every minute of the day, we are detoxifying fat soluble toxins into water soluble waste products in our liver. Okay. That our livers are working so hard every day. And what we have to do is we have to use some of these nutrients, including glutathione in step one detoxification goes to step two detoxification And then we create what's called a water-soluble waste product. Now we can eliminate that waste through the gallbladder into the bile and uh, through with bile into the bowel or via the kidneys into the urine, okay? So just remember that every day that you're awake and you're going through your day, all of these processes are happening in your body that are absolutely incredible to me. And I, I'd like to just mention NAC, if I could just take a minute. Is that okay? Uh, absolutely. Okay. So we know that NAC is actually an RX drug, N-acetylcysteine, right? It's used as an RX drug to break up mucus in people with cystic fibrosis, bronchitis, chronic bronchitis, and asthma. And they, and it's also used as a standard treatment for acetaminophen overdoses. Here's the problem only about 10% of the NAC that a person would take is converted to glutathione. And NAC has a really short half-life. Now, we need glutathione in the liver to convert the NAC to the glutathione, okay? So it takes, you know, basically three grams of NAC to create 300 milligrams of glutathione, which is a, a good replenishment dose. Now, then you go to milk thistle. Now, milk thistle can stimulate the liver to make glutathione, but guess what? It doesn't work in people with fatty liver or if you're a non-methylator. You have things like melatonin, l methionine glutamine, and selenium. These will modestly increase glutathione, but each of these comes with a caution. So it's, it's not that easy to raise glutathione by eating it or by using whey protein, or taking precursors. So that's where I think, you know, acetyl glutathione comes in. Hey,
1: let's go ahead and take a break here. And we'll be right back with Susan Marenstein. I am just fascinated with this discussion. So we will be right back.
3: Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know will help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you.
3: We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking
0: up for you. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. This is Dr. Camille, and I'm speaking with Susan Merenstein, the glutathione pharmacist. And talking about a really miraculous nutrient that I get incredible results with. And Susan's just a wealth of knowledge on this subject. Susan, you really advocate for different forms of glutathione, in particular topical, which is a a really well absorbed, better oftentimes than the reduced glutathione pill, and also with acetyl glutathione. Can you talk more about the differences there?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, cause I get this question all the time about taking, I'll, I'll tell someone, I need you to take glutathione and they'll say, but I am. And then I'll say, read your label and they'll say L reduced glutathione. Right. Okay. But remember, you know, remember that in the body, glutathione is distributed in all, in the body, in every single cell. And the tissues with the greatest need will get the glutathione first. So lungs, brain, heart, liver, kidneys, and eyes. And the lungs use most of the glutathione in the body. And people with emphysema, COPD, asthma, and even COVID will benefit greatly from replacement of glutathione. But the question is, what is the form of glutathione that is the best absorbed. Now we know that in the body it is the reduced glutathione form that is the master antioxidant, okay? But t- keeping that in mind, we know we know that reduced glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant, we know that, but it's not bioavailable when taken orally and it's not appreciably absorbed. It smells foul, because it's like a huge sulfur smell and it gets oxidized before it can even be absorbed from the digestive tract. So what do we need to do? We need to modify this reduced glutathione and add an acetyl group to it. Okay, so without going into biochemistry too much, basically, acetylation is the way all amino acids are transported through the body and into the brain. An acetylated form will prevent an enzyme called peptidase from decomposing the peptide before it gets where it needs to go. So we know that when we acetylate glutathione, it's called acetylated glutathione, we know that it's well absorbed and it's stable in the digestive system. And studies have shown that acetyl glutathione increased cellular glutathione and affected oxidative stress biomarkers. That just means that it lowered that oxidative stress, which is what creates the free radicals. And in turn, it lowered inflammation in the cell. We know that there about 69% more absorption occurs using acetyl glutathione than L-reduced glutathione. And we also know that acetyl glutathione passes the blood-brain barrier. This is huge because it protects the neurons and it heals barriers. And just think about this, Camille. If the brain needed glutathione, then the liver had to make the glutathione acetylate it and send it to the brain. But when you take acetyl glutathione supplementally, this will eliminate all that work. And also another thing that I just want to point out to people, not all brands or formulations of the synthetic low quality glutathione are effective. And scientists are studying this. The, all the time, how how glutathione supplements affect the body, and I just did a search. I just for the heck of it before our uh, podcast, I decided to do just type in in a Google search glutathione PubMed two thousand twenty three, and I got hit with four million three hundred eighty thousand results. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people are looking into this, and a lot of people are studying glutathione. Okay. So now that we know that acetylation helps take the glutathione, right? The, the, it takes the glutathione and it takes it to the cell. And basically, you know, once, once it gets to the cell, the uh, you know, the uh, it, it, it gets cleaved, shall we say the acetyl, uh, the acetyl part gets cleaved or cut off Of the um, glutathione, and then it becomes reduced and can do its thing in the cellular detoxification process. Um, And basically, that means that acetylglutathione is a liposomal molecule, right? Because we know that a liposome is a a lipid or fat in an aqueous water part of the molecule. This is what's so exciting. And we know that liposomal glutathione is a product out there. Okay. There is a liposomal glutathione product. And what they did, the manufacturer took reduced glutathione, L-reduced glutathione, and they added a a, another chemical called phosphatidylcholine, which is kind of a fatty molecule. Okay. And they join them together. And th- the whole purpose of the product is to try to increase the absorption of the glutathione, right? Now, remember the peptidase enzyme, the peptidase enzyme acts on peptides like the glutathione. And now the phosphatidylcholine is left to bring in other potential toxins into the cell. And the other thing is that only a very limited amount of glutathione is actually carried across the membrane in a liposomal product. Um, it's so much costlier. And again, it tastes terrible. Why? Because it has L reduced glutathione in it. And even though it's combined with phosphatidylcholine, you still have the L reduced glutathione, which is real sulfury and, and tastes horrible. So, you know, that's my that's my take on liposomal glutathione. Again, acetyl glutathione wins. It it just it just wins. So,
1: Now you mentioned the crossing of the blood brain barrier. So does the topical glutathione um, eventually make it through the blood brain barrier? Well, so here's
2: what happens with topicals, okay? So typically anything you put on your skin is eventually going to get into the bloodstream. And this is is good in the case of topical glutathione, but it's bad in the case of toxic uh, creams and cosmetics and things like that, because you know, eventually these toxins are going to get into the bloodstream. What ends up happening is that when you put something on topically, you know, you will, you will definitely get to the skin cells first. You're definitely going to get to these skin cells first. And remember, that all in, in all skin diseases, the skin cells are low in glutathione. And typically the skin cells get less nutrients than the rest of the body. So basically what we do is we take acetyl glutathione, which topically kind of stinks. Okay. sort of smells like a sulfur bomb, but when you put it in a capsule, of course you don't get that. But then when you add palmitic acid, which is a fat, you, in, you decrease this stink along with these essential oils we put in there. We use citrus seed extract as a preservative. And so one milliliter, which is a fifth of a teaspoon, gives you about 50 milligrams of glutathione. But when you use it, you know, it will treat mostly inflammatory conditions. And basically the skin will use what is applied topically, then what's left will get absorbed into the bloodstream. Now, You know, in in my pharmacy, we use a lot of topical uh, glutathione palmitate, Uh, for example, in an autistic kid who, you know, can't take it orally. We can't make a liquid out of it. Um, And so we will use a certain amount of the cream and have mom, you know, rub it on the skin. And then it does miraculous things because little kids skin is much more. Uh, youthful and can absorb things better than as we, you know, age. Um, So yes, that would get into the bloodstream. Now, whether or not there's sufficient amount to actually get through the blood-brain barrier applied topically, you know, we don't know. We don't know. You would have to say, well, how do I feel? Do, you know, is my cognition improved? You know, think about, you know, think about uh, brain uh, injury. Think about Alzheimer's, right? You know, um, think about these these people like uh, Bill Romanowski, who was a linebacker in the NFL for 16 years. He had no CTEs and he was taking acetylglutathione glutathione. Uh, orally for four to five years out of his, out of that 10 years, um, you know, the, the thing that you have to remember is, you know, again, we are what we absorb and we know that topical application of glutathione palmitate caused an average increase of 300% in natural killer cells in six weeks. Now that was using a teaspoonful, which would have been about 250 milligrams. So yes, we know it got in. We know it got in. Um, But your question was really to, is it going to cross the blood brain barrier topically? Not as much as orally, not as much as orally.
1: So can you clarify when you would use the oral acetylglutathione and when you would recommend the topical?
2: I would, I would recommend topical for any skin condition. Okay. Any, any skin condition, Uh, for example, psoriasis, eczema, acne, rosacea. Um, I would say fungus of the fingernails and toenails. And we actually developed a topical uh, with glutathione, you know, for fungus of the fingernails and toenails. And it, it has helped family members so many times over as well as clients. Um, and it also would increase wound healing because it would increase blood supply and it would increase oxygenation and it would increase blood flow and nutrients. Uh, but I would say, you know, to increase and, or increase circulation and decrease inflammation, you know, you would want to use this topically. We just created a new product in our skincare line, Lab Natural Skincare um, called Face RX, which is glutathione plus peptides, and we are getting rave reviews on that one. Um, because listen, glutathione topically can lighten the skin, um, like liver spots, you know, on the face and skin. They're called lipofuscins, and or lipofuscins. Um, and so, anytime you want to protect the DNA from damage due to overexposure of the sun or protect the skin from UV damage or support nerve tissue or provide uh, collagen and elastin repair uh, and maintenance, then you want topical, right? Because basically topical glutathione will protect the skin cells from that irreversible oxidation induced by these reactive oxygen species, which is oxidative stress. So glutathione will act as a shield or as a detoxifier of the skin proteins. So that's basically it's used topically, but you can, you know, you can use glutathione topically to get absorbed systemically. If you have someone who can't swallow a pill, for example.
1: Um, Let's take a break here. And we'll come back with Susan Marenstein and more about glutathione.
3: Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: Healthy, wealthy you will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you, living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. will help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you.
3: Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio.
0: welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You, And I'm here with Susan Merenstein, the glutathione pharmacist. And we're talking about the the master antioxidant of the body glutathione and Susan, can you tell me more about how glutathione works specifically with the immune system? And uh, I know that it's very good for all kinds of infectious diseases, viruses. You talked a little bit about fungi. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely.
2: So as I said, it's the body's aid, antioxidant immune booster detoxifier and you know one thing we want to clarify here that whenever you have an antioxidant you have an anti-inflammatory action and that's why just just a quick throw to a good diet that's why when you eat colorful foods from the rainbow, you're getting tons of antioxidants, which then lead to anti-inflammatory actions in the body. So all three of these things, the antioxidant, the immune boosting, the detoxification, they kind of all fit together ultimately, Camille, because they are a trio of anti-degenerative disease action, okay? So in the specifically in the immune system, we know that glutathione, stimulates natural killer cell production. Okay. And we also know that it enhances and supports the function of T cells. So these are your lymphocyte cells, your white blood cells. Okay. And we know that glutathione is actually a way to produce more glut- more blood cells, white blood cells, excuse me. And so I kind of liken glutathione as kind of food for the immune system. And people get into this vicious cycle because we know that illness and disease and infection causes glutathione levels to fall, but yet we need glutathione for a productive immune system, but a weakened immune system hampers the production of glutathione. So it is, it can be a very vicious, Vicious cycle. Again, that's why you want to supplement with the right kind. Um, But also, the other part of this is long COVID. I really want to touch on long COVID because right now, over 20 million people have long haul COVID. And that is a lot of people who do not have good health, they don't have quality of life. And in my protocol, but I'm also making sure that vitamin D levels are adequate. You have to have adequate vitamin D levels. If anybody out there wants to know, how do you dose vitamin D? You multiply your weight by 45 international units. And that's how you get the amount of vitamin D. You do want to test vitamin D in the fall before winter comes. And then you want to test it again in the late spring. Now, I have had patients who have taken glutathione, acetylated glutathione. They have adequate D levels. I'm giving them beta-glucan. I'm giving them trace minerals, no calcium, um, and adequate uh, hydration. And I have had people within two weeks, one of my patients as early as 24 hours, getting up out of bed again. Okay, Now, remember, long COVID is an inflammatory reaction to the spike protein made by the SARS-CoV-2. And this spike protein is made so the virus can attach to cells. Now, people with long COVID cannot remove the spike protein from the body. Why? Due to low glutathione, which is low due to the infection. Now, the spike protein causes the blood vessel lining to be inflamed, and then what happens is you literally stack the red blood cells, sort of like rolls of coins. Now, they can't get through the damaged vessel, and then we have little mini clots in the blood vessels. Remember that glutathione will make everyone better and keeps people from getting worse. When I give acetylglutathione with people who are getting monoclonal antibodies, there's a big side effect of monoclonal antibodies of inflammation, and that is because of the monoclonal antibodies. But when you give acetylglutathione with them, that that side effect is kind of eliminated absolutely minimized or could be eliminated. Now, MS patients take monoclonal antibodies and they're doing much better when given acetylglutathione at the same time. So now we know that uncontrolled inflammation is basically the cause of all disease. Okay. Now, just as a segue, we have to bring magnesium here because 88% of enzymes in our body use magnesium as a cofactor. It has said that anywhere from 300 to 400 uh, systems in the body use magnesium. Now, inflammation of any kind causes depletion of magnesium. So that would be asthma, arthritis, diabetes, COVID, any inflammatory condition, the person will be low in magnesium glutathione works with enzyme systems and magnesium helps glutathione work better and is anti-inflammatory itself so that is huge okay so not only is magnesium making glutathione work better but they but then glutathione is helping magnesium in the body as well so if we can reduce inflammation we can reduce tissue damage. For example, remember that in Alzheimer's, plaque forms over to seal it off after the damage occurs. And when we use 10 to 20 milligrams per pound of body weight of acetylglutathione, we know that it may delay the progression. Now there's a lot more to Alzheimer's than just glutathione levels being low. There's the whole insulin resistance thing, the type three diabetes of the brain, but we're not going there today. However, there is a huge association between low glutathione and Alzheimer's disease. And a recent study of Alzheimer's patients revealed that There were greatly reduced levels in the brain, especially in the frontal cortex and in the hippocampus, which is responsible for learning and memory. So that is kind of the whole immune, you know, inflammation connection. And you know that part of the immune response is to produce inflammation, but it's inflammation out of control that causes aging and autoimmune disease and other degenerative diseases. And then when you speak about, you know, degeneration, you can't really exclude alcohol. I I cannot begin to tell you how much alcohol ages and damages the body and brain because it increases triglycerides and it also increases something called glycerol, which is basically glucose to a fatty molecule. And then basically what glutathione does It's so cool. It increases this enzyme and basically it gets rid of the alcohol um, and the triglyceride and this glycerol, right? So for every drink a person drinks, they need 300 milligrams of glutathione. And if you drink a bottle of wine, but you take fifteen hundred milligrams of glutathione, you may not even get a hangover due to this increase in this enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase, and that's that's pretty cool. And then going into that, we can't miss this trial, clinical trial in the BMC Gastroenterology Journal that concluded that supplementation with glutathione can even help treat non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and we know that between at least 30 and 40% of the United States population has what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. This is basically liver disease that's not caused by alcohol. And it's in, you know, alcohol we know is a killer. We know that it's a killer and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, you know, has surpassed alcoholic liver disease. So somehow we got from COVID to alcohol.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that there are millions of people who are going to really benefit from your protocol. Um, This is really fascinating. Do you have any final comments uh, about glutathione before we wrap up?
2: Well, I can tell you that in my own life, it has made a huge difference over the last 20 years. And I can tell you that my husband who has Crohn's disease, you know, glutathione affects the uh, whole gastrointestinal system and lowers inflammation uh, in the lining of the intestine. So I can tell you that both from a family perspective and from patient client perspective, I believe everyone needs acetylglutathione. And I do have a website that is completely devoted to glutathione. It's called glutathionepharmacist.com. It's part of the labnaturals.com family. And I just want to mention something about pets before we leave. Um, my granddog, Barley, and my granddog, Sweet Pea, have both benefited from an acetylglutathione based formula called Ralph's immunity and inflammation formula. And uh, both of them, barley because of pain from a back injury and sweet pea because of aging have benefited greatly from it. So I just always go back to my motto, which is be aware of your symptoms, get educated and take a proactive role in your health.
1: I couldn't agree more. This has been a fantastic um, conversation, Susan. I'm so glad you joined us today. I I really hope you'd be willing to come back and tell us more about some other topics. Oh, I'd love to, Camille. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Healthy Wealthy You with Susan Merenstein, the glutathione pharmacist. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Wealthy You. Have a question but weren't able to get on the show today? Join us next week and call in. Until then, hold that inspiration.